And this time on Culture File, the many trips of artist and explorer Danny Osborne. Anyone who's chanced upon the artist statue of Oscar Wilde reclining on a rock in Merrion Square, Dublin, can feel Osborne's fascination with geology and its multicoloured forms. Osborne has travelled to encounter landforms from the Arctic to the Andes, but he's always drawn back eventually to his home on the edge of the island in the Bera Peninsula. Culture Files' Ornia Gallagher met with Osborne on the peninsula to talk voyages old and new. Images uh, of... It's a radar scan of uh, Iris Harbour. There was actually a Rissos dolphin there years ago, which we... Which we uh, which had been stranded. It got confused somehow and behind some, I think, some, some muscle lines and, and boys and things. And confused. Anyway, it was beached on its own as well. So we, we managed to uh, get it and keep it from drying out. And, it, and then got a vet uh, down who, who was uh, sort of specialising in the... Uh, whales and dolphins at the time and just gave it a few shots of multivitamins and, and some sort of booster stuff and uh, and it perked up fine and, and then we, we took it out in a small rib and, uh, and set it free and she went, went out to sea. Wow. But, um, so, yeah, that, that's uh, the scan. I'm uh, Danny Osborne and I uh, live on the Bera Peninsula and uh, I make art. <laughs> uh, copper, copper oxide, which I got from Allahy's mines. The drawing it more or less depicts the what the whale saw when it swam in and was beached. So I, I didn't say that before, but it, it was beached the other side of Bear Island and went into this sort of bottleneck and then uh, never got out. Now it may have been dead before it got that far but anyway this was its last journey so and uh, just thought it was a nice thing to to actually draw onto its ribs and so would you say um that a lot of your work is land art since it's from the land and using materials of the land and it depicts the land it, it is more yeah it's, it's very geological it has been for a long long time Yeah, the Oscar Wilde monument was quite a, a learning curve because I had, to, I had to work out a lot of different ways of doing it and I sort of consulted, uh, you know, geologists to source the different stones who put me onto different people in different parts of the world. There's some quite rare stones in it, like the jacket is made of nephrite jade from the, the Yukon in, in Canada. And the collar and cuffs, that bright pink stone, is got a rare rock called thulite from central Norway. And the head and hands are made of jade from Guatemala. Because when, when someone looks at it first, they might just think that it's a painted statue or something. That's well, kind of the general conception, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose they're not used to seeing coloured pieces of work like that. But it was actually really difficult to source stone which is going to last in the in this climate. There's so much rain. You know, if you use things like marble, coloured marbles, there's some lovely coloured marbles, but they, they only last a couple of years and they begin to whiten and grow because the surface just depletes. But the, all the stones I used are so hard, you know, they last, you know, a thousand years. But the, uh, 
the Oscar one. That was made in 1997, it was put up. And uh, I haven't touched it, you know, I haven't repolished it or anything, and it's still, you know, bright as it never was and shiny. It'll never lose its colour. It's amazing. I first made a trip to the Arctic in 1977 and, uh, you know, just borrowed a, a £200 from the, the, the bank manager here and, and set off. But when I got there, I, I, I was just knocked out by the, the place, you know, the landscape and, and the Inuit people are fantastic and just, just live with them and, you know, went out hunting with them and just stayed out in the ice, camped out in the ice for, for three months and painted a, a series of pictures. But the reason I went out there was really because having been painting around here, all the, the, the hills, I could see how they'd just been totally shaped by the, by the action of ice over thousands of years. So I was, my paintings were getting more extreme, you know, going up to the tops of mountains and <laughs> struggling with cameras. So I thought, well, I might as well go to the source of this where it's been happening and to see, see what it's like there, which I did and then, got very taken with the place, so I've been going back ever since, uh, quite frequently. And then myself and Jerry Wardell organised the first Irish Arctic expedition, and uh, we had, had a cameraman with us. Uh, that was a six-month expedition. Nineteen eighty-nine. Jody and I were, were married some time then, and we'd. Uh, yeah, sometime before that, rather, and we'd had three children, and which we took us w with us to the Arctic, and we had a wonderful year there. But we were actually setting off to try and follow the the, the route of the last Inuit immigration uh, over to Greenland, which we did, but uh, in a kind of roundabout way. There were a lot of problems. <laughs> the reason I'm telling you that is because this was the first signs of global warming that sort of just just happened that year. And all the ice went out between Greenland and Canada, like a month earlier than it had ever been known to go out. And uh, so we got stuck over there. So we eventually had to charter a plane back to Canada and uh, where we spent the rest of the year over there. That was the beginning of the of the whole sort of uh, global warming thing that we, we were there right at the beginning. And ever, ever since, I've been going out there frequently. And then the last time we went out there, you know, we stayed 12 or 13 years. but. So we had a ringside seat to the to the whole progression of the of the climate change, and now it's just it's just terrible the the way that the ice is breaking up so much more, and it tends to break up the time it used to, but it t takes much longer to freeze up. You know, normally it used to freeze up in September, now it's like December, January when when it's freezing up. Have you attempted to document the change that's happened, or do you document, you know, the beauty of the subject? No, in a way, I'm, I'm more interested in the uh, geological physics of it, more or less, or the the, you know, the structure and the way ice acts on the landscape. But I haven't really been documenting it in in, in, a, in a in a way which shows shows anything else. So, so I uh, I, I can show you some drawings which I. Uh, which I did on my last trip. Do you want to go and yeah, have a look?
Danny Osborne there talking to Anya Gallagher and we continue with them into the studio next time here on Culture File.